Today's episode is brought to you exclusively by the good folks at Blue Note Therapeutics. Blue Note creates prescription digital therapy apps to help patients address the common yet overlooked side effects of cancer, like stress, anxiety, and depression. Check out their new fully remote clinical trial at bluenotetherapeutics.com backslash trials. Welcome to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. I'm Trevor Maxwell. I'm a stage four colon cancer survivor, and I've got a message for other men. You don't have to go through this alone. What does it mean to man up to cancer? It means reaching out instead of isolating. It means having the courage to accept help along the way. To me, manning up isn't just about being tough. It's about knowing that we're stronger and smarter as a pack than we are as lone wolves. Welcome, everybody, to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. Um, it's a beautiful morning here in Maine. It's sunny. It looks nice. If you look out the window, you'd think it's like, oh, man, it looks like it's 70 degrees. But then you go outside, and the wind is blowing, and it's about 40, and you're like, shit, this sucks. Um, but anyways, I'm talking to someone who's in a much warmer climate, but I need to do an introduction because we have a celebrity in our midst, Joe Bullock. He is, you all know him. Joe Bullock has the biggest heart in Cancerland. He's my right-hand man for Man Up to Cancer since day one. He is the lead admin of the Howling Place group, which is our Man Up to Cancer Facebook group. We have more than 1,500 men impacted by cancer, all cancers in our group. It is an amazing place to be, and Joe is the one who sets the tone. Basically, he's like the, I call him the Oprah of Cancerland because it's like, you know, he's giving out stuff all the time. You get a card, you get a present, you get a guy. Like, he's the man. Joe, welcome back to the show for what, the third time? Exactly. I think there's actually a fourth secret tape out there somewhere when you and I were together in Maine that, uh, Oh God, I think, that's right. I, I think all the lobster butter went to our heads from the night before. And I don't think we, I don't think we recorded it or something, but yeah. So the secret tapes, yeah, those secret tapes exist somewhere. They're <laughs> yeah. going to be unearthed like a hundred years from now. <laughs> right, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. <laughs> so always great to talk to you. Anybody who yeah. knows anything about man up to cancer knows that that you and I are like uh, the dynamic duo here. Exactly. So let's just dive right into it. You, right. um, you're the guy that had never really traveled like far from home at all from right. your home in Durham, North Carolina. Um, you, you really were just a kind of a homebody, never yep. did much. And now through your cancer advocacy, you're like hopping all around the globe. You've been out to California. Yep. You've been, uh, you know, you've been a bunch of places. You've traveled up here to see me, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Um, last week, you were in Washington, D.C. Fight CRC held its annual call on Congress. Tell folks a little bit about what that Fight CRC event is all about. Well, I had a great opportunity. Um, Fight CRC uh, asked me to be a mentor um, to a group of survivors, Um from different states to represent um, uh, Fight CRC up there. And it's just a great opportunity to um, share um, our, our stories, to bring it to the representatives who make decisions up there for us. And um, we made a couple of asks, and one was directed towards young onset, because we know that by the year 2030, um, it's believed that colorectal cancer will be the number one killer, cancer killer amongst the ages of 20 to 49. 
So we went up to just make us. I gotta th- stop you right there. Okay. Yeah, I, I gotta stop you right there because we need to yell this louder for people in the back. What Joe just said is critical. By the year 2030, colorectal cancer is predicted to be the number one cause of cancer-related death for people between the ages of 20 and 49. Let's wrap our heads around that for a yeah. second, right? Yeah, That's exactly. and, and we and Joe and I have known so many people in that age group and even younger, which we'll get into who have gotten sick and died from colorectal cancer. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Joe, back to your story. So you're going to Washington with the, with Angie and the amazing folks of fight mm-hmm. CRC to spread the word that, right. that Washington DC needs to pay attention to what's happening. Yeah. Cause there is no strategic plan. Uh, the NCI, the NCI, NCI has no plan for this. And uh, whereas they do for lung cancer, lung cancer and breast cancer, they don't have any plans for this. And that's been our ask. Please make a plan. Please help. We right. don't want to walk into this, you know. And the, you know, they had the um, the United in Blue uh, installation up there in front of the Capitol building, which represented twenty seven thousand four hundred flags, blue flags that represented those that will be diagnosed in that young onset age with colorectal cancer. Um, and it was very, very emotional to see that in person, to see those flags and, and the sheer number when you get there. It just it takes over that garden area in the mall. And it's very and um, as people would come by, they would all wonder, what is this about? And um, the, the wow. interesting thing is um, they had a toilet seat company. Fight CRC had a toilet seat company donate um, about 100 or so toilet seats. And they set up these displays and each state had its own toilet seat. And you would raise it, it would have the state on the front of it, and you would raise it up, and they had all these statistics about colorectal cancer and how it's going to impact the lives of these young people between 2030, you know. And so it was really just just seeing all that come together. Um, and then, of course, we had the, the night one was incredible. When we did um, the night one, when uh, the evening under the stars and, and having the flags at night and... Um, they had these orbs made up and we got to sign a person that we wanted to remember on the orb and place it there. And they had it all done in the shape of a blue ribbon. And it was, it was very impactful, very impactful time. Very impactful time. Yeah. So, I mean, as a, as a patient leader like you, who has experienced loss of, of close friends um, in that young onset group, you know, I saw the, they had like a, a changing billboard with, with the yes. faces of, of some of the people that we've been close with and lost mm-hmm. along the way. I mean, so you're up there rallying for this, for our lawmakers to have a, a plan and make colorectal cancer a priority, but you're also really grieving, mm-hmm. you know, these losses. So I imagine that was pretty emotional for you. It, I, it was, I was um, yeah. standing there with my buddy, our buddy, JJ Singleton, and I uh, was talking to JJ and he pointed over and he said, um, you know, look, there's Jaden Oaks. And just that was the first person I saw, which was so impactful for me because, you know, our mm. journey with, Jay, with, with Jaden and and for him to be the first one image I saw. And then like um, one of the next images I saw was uh, was Wes Matherson, um, who, you know, Wes was one of our admin, young onset, diagnosed at 24, you know, uh, won his battle, you know, at age 26. And um, I remember Fly taking high, that picture. Wes, we love you, buddy. Love Wes. I took the picture of when I was there, and I sent it to his mom. Yeah, man, and and, and Mike tough. Mancini, who we just lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. You know, we just lost a couple a couple weeks ago. Um, 
So yeah, many personal connections. So, you know, you see Joe getting emotional. Like this, this an event like this is such a mix because you have this grief and these emotions mm-hmm. of the loss, but then you also have this time to celebrate and knowing yeah. that those folks want us to to live and love. And you had a chance to to do some connecting yes. with yes. folks from Fight CRC, Colon Town, CCA, CCC, yes. like. All, all the major them. colon cancer organizations had folks in D.C. All also, them, yeah. uh, a little group we like to call Man Up to Cancer had yep. a, uh, a had some buddies. folks there as well. So tell us yeah. about um, spending, you know, getting to getting to spend time with those folks. I, I get. Uh, yeah, definitely. I got to have uh, some lunches <laughs> with some guys who who and even a few guys that weren't CRC in the group, which was really fun, um, you know, and um just having lunches with them, getting to see them in person, spending time with them um, was really great. And um, just having that, getting outside the box. We're so used to living in this this box of Zoom that it was great to just see yeah. each other and talk to each other and, and, and to be in that. And I've had, I've had that great opportunity over the last few months and all these traveling that I have been doing, that I've been able to connect with guys in the places that I've been able to go to in Arizona and in California. And, and that's been really great to have that opportunity and i'm and and i'm grateful to the groups that have invited me and sent me to those locations so that it's been very very fortunate for to be able to do that as as an advocate yeah absolutely so again for this call on congress shout out to angie davis and all the leadership at fight crc for putting that all together um it, it was pretty spectacular in terms of the impact and i'm hoping that folks are paying attention yes definitely yes Definitely. I mean, I mean, and they are. I mean, I remember when we did the Dress of Blue Day recently, and I remember on that day I was in Walmart, and they were talking about it was Dress in Blue Day. Now, we you know when Walmart <laughs> is talking about yeah, it, yeah. the, words, the word's getting out there somehow. The word's getting out there somehow. So, so what's coming up for, do you have any other trips coming up in, um, in the near term? I'm going to be I'm going to some of the uh, a colon cancer coalition, um, a couple of their 5Ks. I'm going to set up a, a table for Colon Town at their events. I've got that coming up. And, um, you know, we're going to talk nice. more about the Gathering of the Wolves. We have that coming up and, and possibly a couple other events I'm, I'm looking into, but nothing definite yet, but possibly some. My wife, she's like, um, what else do we need to put on this calendar? Because <laughs> she's not used to me doing yeah, that. I, I wasn't. I was a homebody before cancer, and she's not used to me being, you know, being this person that's jet. I want to see if I if I was independently wealthy or somehow came into like a huge amount of money, I would buy you a bus, and it would be the Joe Bullock <laughs> cancer experience, and you would oh just drive gosh. around to like all, all these places. events, and everyone would be right. like, oh yeah, like you got to go. Have you have you checked out the Joe bus yet? Like exactly, exactly. That we would need, be awesome. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. And to, to even have a, a man. We could put all your logos so cool. on it, like, right? Man, all the logos yeah, like a, and you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So um, you mentioned gathering of the wolves. I'm just going to put out a quick teaser. So if anyone out there in the wolf pack is listening to this, and I know some of you are. The Gathering of the Wolves, I've teased about it in the group. I had like one photo with a little with a wolf and saying G-O-W, hashtag G-O-W. So we are, there's super top secret plans happening somewhere <laughs> in a bunker deep below the, below the earth. There are people scheming to have an in-person get together. Um, we have a potential location in upstate New York 
and a potential dates of the second weekend in September. So we haven't made anything official yet. We haven't put down any money yet, but we are going to be in the group pretty soon letting folks know about the gathering of the wolves because people want to get together. People want to celebrate our survivorship or our treatment mm-hmm. or and also to get together to, to mourn collectively the people that we've lost and to celebrate them. All the things, you know, and just to just hang out and, and shoot the shit, as we say. And, and right. you know, this will include pretty much a running bonfire from start to finish. You can have no doubt about that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's something that you and I have talked about from the beginning and um, and it's yeah. a celebration to even get you to this point to be able to create this and make it happen. Oof. You know, after all you've been through, you know, um, it's it's just, it's great to see the evolution of this happening. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be so yeah. exciting, yeah, so exciting. And, yeah, uh, so I'm fo- so I'm two, I'm um, two days away from my four year cancer anniversary. Wow, wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, to, to see you get to this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, and, so and ju- like we said, just to I, I, to be I, here is uh, is a gift. I mean, I remember the beginnings. I remember the first couple of months you were like, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep this going, you know, because we didn't know what your health was going to do, you know, at all. Right, right. You know, you know? So, man, so when September rolls around, no matter where I'm at with, you know, I'm feeling great right now. Um, who knows what is going to happen in the future, but I fully expect to be there in September and to just have a blast with the guys who can make it. Um, so yeah, more on that to come. Um, and, and, and next it's been, it's topic. been funny with, well, oh, go ahead, it's Joe. funny. I was thinking too, on the, all these plane rides, you know, I wasn't a plane guy before cancer and now it's like, I survived <laughs> cancer. If the plane takes me out, then the plane takes me out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm ready for another plane ride. I'm excited about going up to where we're, we're, we're going to do next. So. Head up to Buffalo. That's right. Yeah. Heading to Buffalo. Get some wings. Uh, definitely. Yeah. So I, I guess. So I guess I will name the three at this point. So <laughs> yeah, three of our Wolfpack yeah. leaders: uh, Mike Reilly. Um, we got Don Helg. Mike. So Mike Reilly from right around Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Don Helgeson from British Columbia, Canada. And Danny Riggs from Houston, Texas. Texas. Those three have stepped up, and they are they are doing the planning process for this whole thing. Um, yeah. They, they've taken on the task of just you know doing the event planning, and so they they are gonna they are they are one hundred percent in. They're gonna make this thing a, a a let's just say it. It's gonna be the best I, damn cancer meetup that anyone can ever think of. I think I think wings, beer, and barbecue are gonna be on top of the menu. I have a feeling. <laughs> I think that's that might that might be the situation. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. We have another yep. exciting thing to talk about with Man Up to Cancer. So, and this is another thing that Joe and I have been talking about since the beginning, which is we have finally gotten to the point in Man Up to Cancer's history where we can do a program. So we are launching the Chemo Backpack Program this month. Actually, the Chemo Backpack Program is this. If you are a member of the Man Up to Cancer group, if you're in the Howling Place and you're going through chemotherapy or immunotherapy, you just fill out a Google um, web form. It's just a simple application. And we do it basically like a lottery system. We are sending out between, we're going to start small, like probably five backpacks a month, but hope to ramp that up to Mm -hmm. 10 or more in the future. But starting small with sending out five backpacks a month filled with comfort items so practical items that will help you with your chemo 
So water bottle with hydration tabs, um, chapstick, um, a, a beanie to keep your head warm, um, a, a journal to note down your thoughts. And a lot of these have our Man Up to Cancer logo on them, which is pretty cool. Um, so not only do you get these comfort items that you take in with your backpack when you go into your chemo, but when you're wearing that pack, you bring the fierce love and loyalty of the 1500 plus men in the howling place with you so to me that's what it's all about is you we literally have your back like when you have this backpack with you the howling place is with you and guys that love you unconditionally so joe has stepped up to be the fulfillment guy so i'm i'm like the money guy i go out and get the sponsorships for this and (laughs) And then also Joe and I did all the planning for all the items. We worked together to figure out what's our budget per backpack. What are we getting? What can we get sponsorships for? Like all that stuff. We have worked on those details for about three months and we're finally able to roll it out. So Joe has all the stuff (laughs) being delivered to him at his house down in North Carolina and he's packing these packs and he's about to send out the first shipment. I have to say before I turn it over to Joe to talk about it, huge shout out to Natera. Um, and the American Association for Cancer Research, which publish, also publishes the Cancer Today magazine, those two companies have basically provided the early sponsorship to get this program off the ground. We wouldn't be able to do it without Natera and AACR. So to all you folks with those companies, organizations that are helping us out, huge thank you. And now I'm going to turn it over to Joe to talk about uh, you know how he's feeling about doing this backpack program when it's something we've had on our minds for a long time. Well, I, and I had the great opportunity. You talk about Natera. I had the great opportunity to meet our buddy out there, and I can't think of his name right now. Um, mm-hmm. um, and, um, okay. and and got to and actually got to shake his hand and say thank you for providing this for helping us do this for these guys for our guys in our yeah. group because it's so much needed. I mean, and I remember getting my own pack. I got a, someone sent me a package when I was going through chemo, and it really came on a day that I I needed so, something to booster me. I needed I needed something because I was kind of in the in, in the shit of it, you know. It, it, yeah, you, you oh yeah, say big it. time. And just yep. just just it brought a lot of support and and and, and encouragement um, during that time. And that's something that since doing getting receiving that myself, I've wanted to create. That was a goal. Um, you know, our buddy, we lost um, Alex Papon last year, and that's something he was try- trying to do. And he and I worked together on a couple of within his uh, foundation and before he passed away and sent out about 50 to 100 working through his program. And I, and I remember telling him that we were trying to put something together, that we were going to make it happen. Um, and he, yeah. he, he wanted to be a part of it. I remember him saying, well, when this happens, I want to be a part of it. So it, it's fulfilling a lot of promises. I feel like that I had for myself personally to see this happen. Um, I, I did a lot of it on my own over the last two years, sending things out. I remember, um, uh, Jackie, um, and I can't think of his last name right now. Um, he just had a liver transplant. Um, her husband just had the liver transplant. Um, Rich, Rich Emery. Yes, yeah, Rich Emery. Rich and Jackie Emery. So I remember, um, I'm going to tear up thinking about it, but I, I remember sending him the box that I sent him and Jackie messaged me and saying that, and it was early on when he first found his diagnosis and they knew his liver was failing and he was going to need a transplant. And she sent me a message saying that's the first time he'd smiled in three weeks when he got that box. So that even made right. me wanted to do this even more to give that kind of support. And it's for men by men. And you don't see that in our, in our, in our, in the cancer space. Um, you don't see men doing something like this for other men. And that's something that you and I all along have said, this whole 
this whole platform is created for that reason. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just, it's what we're striving yeah. to do and to see us get to that point is again, a celebration that we've gotten there. And, and, and I think you and I using our, both of our talents that we've been given to make it happen has been incredible. It's been incredible. Yeah, hundred percent. And so another one of our fallen heroes, Alex Pabon, yeah. um, you know, fly high brother. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, part of this is definitely fulfilling his wish to make this happen as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that we're covering here and, um, <clears throat> and yeah, I'm just super excited about this. I, you know, I wish we could meet more of the need, like, cause when we put out the, the Google form, Mm-hmm. you know we pretty much immediately got about 30 responses right off the bat exactly like, yeah you know the, the, the there's a big need out there to support guys going through chemo like chemo is joe and i have been there it is mm-hmm. it's hard it is hell yeah. um and you know so to have that brotherhood and have those items too that can help you along the way it's a big deal so yeah. You know, I'm just, again, thankful to to Natera, AACR and Joe to that, that we can all work together to make this program to build it. And now yes. that we have it built, it's going to be something that we can sustain for the future. Like Man Up to Cancer as a community, the goal is psychosocial support. You know, mm-hmm. it's that camaraderie. It's that because because we're across all cancers. Mm-hmm. It's not about treatment options. It's not about research. It's not about. <clears throat> all those other things that so many other groups do so well, but so, but this is an actual project and a program that, that we can, we are so positioned to do well. And so thank you, Joe. I'm pumped to, to be doing this with you. I know it's so exciting. And we have to start somewhere. I think on all this, you and I've learned, you just have to start it and make it happen. And like I said, it's a platform that we want totally. to grow and hopefully in 2023, we'll get to expand it even more. Um, and right. just have to start doing it. And that's exactly what we're doing. You know, and it's just, and and to, again, say, you know, you being NED, I remember when I was NED and the last thing I wanted to do was anything in cancer land. And you and I have talked about that. I mean, I, <laughs> I just, I wanted to run away for like, and I did for about six months. I just didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to be the cancer guy anymore. No. You know? And, and it wasn't until really until you found me, honestly, back in late 2019 and said, right you know, let's start this thing. And I was like, okay, let's start it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> I, I hope you don't regret that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've learned so much. And, and, uh, and, and I, and I keep getting those it's, and I'm not a super religious guy. I mean, but I, I do see that the universe has positioned some things and I think you're one of them. And there have been several things that have come into my life where I see that, yeah. I'm being pointed in a certain direction and I totally I, I, I so appreciate it. Yeah. Oh man. I feel the same way. Yes. Yes. So I want to transition now to, um, pediatric colon cancer. Yes. You have become a, uh, the like go-to guy in supporting. Sadly, we have these teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, these young kids who are getting diagnosed with colorectal cancer and, you know, they need unique support. You know, yes. the, the, mm-hmm. these families are going through something that's even way different than being an adult diagnosed. So through the Jaden Oaks experience and getting to know Jaden and, and his grandmother um, and that whole family and, and supporting them. And then then it started branching out to others so that you started you really started having a network with 
these younger people and their families informally. Yes. Um, and, and so most recently you, or I guess I would say the thing that has really been on the radar recently is, is Jackson Forsberg. Tell mm-hmm. people a little bit about, about Jackson and, and sadly his pa- his recent passing. You know, um, Jackson uh, had a lifelong, he had a history of Crohn's. He had Crohn's disease and that manifested into uh, colon cancer, but had nothing to do with him actually being diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, I actually got to speak with his his, uh, oncologist at the memorial service. And um, he's like, you know, his Crohn's had nothing to do with him getting colon cancer. There's no, there's no, doesn't it make any sense that this child got colon cancer? Right. And at what and age he was he was diagnosed at what age he was diagnosed at eleven with with stage four colon cancer. Oh, um, yeah, wow. The the hardest thing is, in fact, one of the first meetings I had with the families to decide, you know, what what did what do you want? Like, what are you looking for as far as emotional support? We were taught just creating Colon Town Junior, and um, as we were on the as we were discussing it, uh, Lisa um, Howard Jackson's mom was talking about um, well we, we think he's stage three. We're pretty sure he's stage three. And as she was describing everything, the other moms were like, you need to check. You need to check. So she's emailing her oncologist and he tells her during the Zoom meeting that he's basically stage four. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, um, you know, to find that out and, you know, they there there is, you know, when the kids are in the hospital, I know at UNC uh, Children's Hospital, they have this series of beads they make, and they get a bead um, for every uh, for every treatment they get, for every hospital stay. They all have these different color beads. Every CT scan, every MRI, they get a bead. So they put on they make these long strand of beads. And at the memorial service, um, they had the the strand. I mean, it had to have been it could it could go around a Christmas tree. Like I don't know how many times, but the the one bead they got for staying in the hospital was a yellow bead. And there were so many yellow beads on his strand. I mean, I think they spent a total of just last year. I think he was in the hospital like 200 days. He spent that's, most yeah, of his last amazing. year oh. in the hospital, in the hospital. Um, you know, and it, it it was tough. I mean, they, every blow, every blow. I mean, he finally got, um, Make-A-Wish got him a boat because he loved to go sailing. His dream was to go sailing. His dream was to take his family and sail around the world. So he, um, we called him Captain Captain Jackson was who we called him. Um, and he had the opportunity to get out on his boat as much as he could in the last year. I mean, they would come home from a treatment and they'd be on the boat. They would get the boat because that's where he loved. He talked about um, dying as floating. And one of his last really statements to his mother was, I'm not ready to float, you know? Mm, wow. So, um, so, you know, for him to, and to be a part of this and, and that's, and for me, I don't get that emotionally involved with the kids. Honestly, uh, I, I connect more with the, the care partners and the families. Right. Um, and that was the opportunity. And even with COVID, I wasn't able to really connect with Jackson because you couldn't get into the hospital to see them. I would take packages by with Jaden Oaks. It was different because he was here also. I could actually get up to his room and see him and visit with Jane. But unfortunately with, unfortunately with COVID, I wasn't able to do that with Jackson. But I would bring packages and dinners and I would I would at least get to see um, his mom occasionally. 
Um, and and when when things got when COVID got better and we were able to actually get into the uh, hospital, he was just so sick. I wasn't really able to meet him in person um, the way I would like to. We'd message back and forth a few times, but I was never able to really meet him in a person. So you have really had a, a in-depth look at, so when we talk about pediatric colon cancer, mm-hmm. like we don't, there's no need for parents out there to get like super alarmed. This is not, it still is a very rare presentation rare. Right. Of, of colorectal cancer. Like compared mm-hmm. to, we know that the young, that young, more younger people are getting this disease. Yes. But when it comes to teens, it, it's still a very rare thing, but it, it, it does happen. And yes. so, you know, that awareness for parents to understand that colorectal cancer can happen even for an 11 year old and a 12 year old yes. like Jaden was 12 when he was diagnosed. Like, so you've had an in-depth understanding that this can happen. It does happen. And when it does, it can, it just shatters a family in ways that you cannot even comprehend. So you've played this role of being a connector, like connecting these families, yeah. um, giving them emo- emotional support, some logistical support. And that really is what grew into this idea around Colin town junior. So I yes. do need to give some context for, Colentown in general. So again, for those who don't know, Colentown is a is a collection of communities on Facebook. There, the one central community is called Colentown Downtown. That's the big. That's where kind of like the gathering place. And then there's a bunch of other sub communities depending on your diagnosis, your interests, all these things. But really, what Colentown is is a community built by and run by colorectal cancer patients, survivors, and caregivers for other patients, survivors, and caregivers. So it really is this. uh, And and now there's also, they're bringing in doctors and scientists and having connections with people Mm -hmm. in the provider community to give even more expertise. But really it's a place where you go to, to learn about your disease, to connect with others who are going through it, like all that great stuff. So that's Colon Town. And there's more than 5,000 people in there. Yes. And then with Joe's experience connecting these younger people, this pediatric, this mm-hmm. this really unique subclass. Yes. That's right. That's where Colin Town Jr. Yeah, because came that's from. what I asked the families, because it wasn't that the families weren't getting some support like CCA and several organizations, several of the organizations like Fight CRC were doing individual things for the families. But the, the what I got from the families when I spoke to them was there was nothing emotionally connecting them. They didn't have a peer-to-peer contact. And I said, right. well, and then, you know, we have the Empowered Patient Leader Program to Colon Town. And I took that program. And once I graduated, I said, well, you know, they asked if I formed a group, what would it be in the community? And it was kind of a no-brainer. And I went to the families and I said, is this something you would like? And, and if, yeah, I said, it, it was like just very easily just set up and run. Um, we've gone on to create not only just a care partner group, um, but we also have... Um, you know, we have uh, the care partner group for Colin Town Jr. Uh, called the Parent Pavilion. We have the uh, prayer group uh, called the Prayer Ground, um, where they can ask for prayers and accept prayers. We also have, um, we recently started an ostomy group. Um, we're also reaching out to families with children that have FAP because they, they go through some of the similar traumas as the kids with colon cancer. And they're, they're losing their colons because they're trying to prevent metast- their cancer from metastasizing or to even pre- preventing colon cancer. And they're having to lose their, their colons because of it. And then uh, we also recently, because we've lost 
Um, I think there's about 15 families involved. And unfortunately, we've lost six of them in the last year. And so we've had to start a grief group. So we're sort of kind of building out our own community um, with Colon Town Jr. And, and so just to have the basics like nuts and bolts, what's your title with Colon Town Jr.? I'm a I'm I'm program manager, and the reason I laughed, I was just speaking with um, someone, uh, <laughs> Tiffany. With we, I recently did a uh, uh, Lindsay Emma, who is our our mayor, who's over Colon Town, um, did an interview with her, and someone was watching the interview, and uh, several uh, people that are involved with the program directing in Colon Town, and I spoke, and her son was listening, and she said that it was her son's the favorite one was me, and she asked, she asked, she said, well, if if Lindsay Emma is the mayor of Colon Town, does that make Joe the principal of Colon? <laughs> <It was just, laughs> so she said, you are like forever known as the principal of Colon Town because the of what my son. I like that. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. Um, I was just talking with her today about it. But Tiffany Freeman. That's awesome. No, oh I was talking yeah. With her today. Yeah. So your program man, manager, sorry, pr- so program it, manager, they've, they've actually given me, um, uh, uh, position, um, and, and supporting what I'm doing with Colin Town Jr. Um, and, and, um, supporting the families. And we actually recently, uh, started a fund. We're working on a fund to support the program and the families in some way as well. Yeah. So, so if you were to sum up what Colin Town Jr. offers right now, it, it's, it's mostly that, um, that family networking, family it's, connections. It's offering um, emotional support and peer-to-peer education, which is what Colon Town is known for. So we, I Beautiful. wanted to give, I wanted to give the families the same thing I got as a patient, um, but in the pediatric realm, because we know that the th- these families they would go into the adult groups and they just they they couldn't handle it. They can't. Yeah. The treatments are different. The kids can only handle about a third of the treatments the adults can handle. Um, and they're not, there's no clinical trials So people, they would go in the adult groups and they kept talking about clinical trials. You can get them in a clinical trial. Well, they don't have clinical trials for right. adolescents and kids, you know? Um, so we wanted to create sort of a safe space, but, but also I've been able to reach out to some of our leaders in Colon town and, and get support for the families, like the ones that have ostomies and, and different things where they may have questions and I can reach out to those, those leaders in Colon town to get Perfect. support. And, and the fund what are you what are you going to be directing that funding toward it'll be used to create programs um and also to support the families a lot of times the families when they're in the hospital they just need grubhub gift cards they need gas cards to get to treatments totally. and so we're looking yeah. at and offering some small support in that way Definitely. so some yeah. small some small direct support to families yeah, is part of what support, you're doing yeah too. yeah yeah, Brody Nicholas, actually a friend of ours, is actually doing a fundraiser for us. It's really our first fundraiser. Twenty um, percent of all of the uh, spread good blue um, t-shirts and sweat and hoodies are going to be donated to um, the uh, donated to Colin Town Jr. in the month of March um, towards the fund. Awesome. Is there a name for that fund at this point? It's the Colin Town Jr. Fund. Okay. It's the Colin Town Jr. Fund. And is it open to the public right now? Yes, we actually created it because um, Lisa uh, Howard uh, Jackson's mother wanted a direct link to be able to, for people to provide funds directly to the families. So where do program. people go? Yeah, where do people go to either learn about Colentown Junior or to contribute to the fund? Um, they can go to colentown.org, and I can give you the link in, in your show notes. Um, also, okay. So if they go to colentown.org. Can they find that pretty easily? How to get to your, yes to Colin Town Junior? Yes, okay. they can directly through. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. 
So where do you see that? Yeah, I mean, is that um, where do you see that heading in terms of probably similar to man after cancer with just slow development, slow development over time. I mean, and it's and in fact, I had one of the conversations I had with Angie Davis with Fight CRC is is that the NCI the NCI doesn't even recognize this as a form of of pediatric cancer in their star program, which they highlight pediatric cancers. And that's going to be our battle is just to even get it recognized, to even um, get any research. And that I think that's going to be our next battle is utilize, utilizing this platform in some way to make that happen. Um, you know, and, and like I said, it's just going to take time. Building this platform is taking time, you know, and it, and it also it's something I'm doing in my free time. It's not something that I've received a salary right. for. And so it just you do it when you can when you can have time to, to do that, you know, Um and it, 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 it and it's grown the way I believe it should grow. It, it's slow growth, and it and families have come on board. And um, unfortunately, we've been reaching about one family a month. I will say at this point, we've actually reached out yeah. to one fam- have one family a month reach out to us who has a child with this disease. Yes. Perfect. Well, congratulations, man. I mean, just kudos to you for you're you're wearing a lot of hats, um, literally and figuratively, <laughs> in, <laughs> in cancer land, and you know. You're making such a huge impact. So we all just appreciate you and love you and, you know, looking forward to seeing what the future and, holds for all of this. And I appreciate the community. I mean, uh, the, the, um, the Colon Cancer Coalition is partnering with us. We're actually working on some pamphlets to be put in some GI offices, um, GI clinics about kids getting colon cancer and the opportunity to, to join Colon Town Junior. Um, you know, uh, to have those collaborations is something that we're working on too. And I'm, I'm excited to see um, that happen as well. All right, Joe, that's it for today. We're, we're, <laughs> we've covered a lot of ground, but I am going to give you a couple of gauntlet questions because I don't care how many gauntlet questions I've asked you. Oh, nobody gosh. escapes the show unscathed <laughs> and I have not prepared you for any of this. Oh, so. You have not at Let all. Me, so I don't know what yeah. you're going to ask me, but go ahead. No, I don't even know either. Cause in fact, I didn't you write them down. Oh. So I, I'm opening up my just, old document, like looking, just, I'm just winging it here. Yeah. Right. We're um, just winging it. That's what I'm saying. All right, Joe, what would your talent be if you were Mr. World? Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> man. Um, weightlifting. I would love to be a weightlifter. You'd okay. Mr. World weightlifter. Mr. World. Love it. Yeah. That would be awesome. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which ones oh would gosh. you have to keep on there? um gmail my life would not exist um uh what else um three apps um uh, yeah you get to keep three so one's your gmail three gmail definitely my banking app i couldn't do any of my bank accounts without that app okay um um and uh definitely um uh my uh gps app Google Maps. Dude, that, that's could, that's three, and you have survive. not even mentioned. Okay, but that's three, and, and you I haven't mentioned cl- Facebook because and I haven't mentioned y- Facebook. Oh well, yeah, Facebook. I mean, duh. But <laughs> like without this, so Joe, jo, I pretty much am convinced Joe is just like somehow hooked up to the, like he has a whole different relationship with Facebook where he's just there all the time. But um, I'll and, give you and, four then. You get to keep your GPS. And now that I've had, you know, with my work with Colentown, I'm now known as Joe Colentown. So that's a, no, a whole nother realm of stuff that's, yeah, I'm going to keep up with. All right. Which band 
would dead or alive which band or artist is gonna would play at joe bullock's funeral oh my gosh um i am a beatles fan definitely um uh, dude if the beatles played at your yeah that would be crazy yeah that'd be crazy (laughs) but so many other songs so many other songs uh reflect so much of my life so yes yes that definitely all right the beat i mean you can't beat that answer um Let me just go scroll through here. All right. I'll just ask the, the talk show question because I like that one a lot. Lately. <laughs> Last question for Joe. If you got your own late night talk show and you could invite anyone dead or alive to oh, be your gosh. first guest, who would you interview? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I know we don't talk, talk politics, but someone that I, I've always respected is Jimmy Carter, President Jimmy Carter. I've always respected him as an individual, as a person. Uh, the and work a, he's done and a for fellow, Habitat, and a cancer cancer fighter, you know, southern cancer fighter, you know, um, just the work he's done with Habitat for Humanity. Uh, yeah, always respected him uh, for more so for the work he's done outside of office than in. But um, yes, I would definitely love to have a conversation. Jimmy Carter, damn, Joe, you're getting better at these questions. <laughs> I'm trying to throw you off kilter, and you're just so composed. <laughs> All right, that's it with Joe today, Joe. You know how I feel about you, brother. Love you, man. And Love you too, buddy. Thank you, thank you for everything. And thank uh, you too. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this one around real quick. This will be coming at you tomorrow, um, awesome. unless uh, unless something weird happens in the meantime. But um, <laughs> everyone, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on the Man Up to Cancer podcast. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks for listening to the Man Up to Cancer podcast. If you want to support our mission, visit Patreon.com/backslash/ManUpToCancer. Monthly subscriptions start at five bucks, less than a single cup of coffee at some establishments. And if you know a man struggling with the isolation that cancer can bring, let him know about us. The Wolfpack doors are always open. Big thanks again to Blue Note Therapeutics for sponsoring today's podcast. Blue Note creates prescription digital therapy apps to help patients address the common yet overlooked side effects of cancer like stress, anxiety, and depression. Check out their new fully remote clinical trial at bluenotetherapeutics.com backslash trials.